Frankie walked to work, enjoying the early morning air, unaware that today was the day she was going to die. She often went into work this early, when the throng of gawky students were still asleep, but these past few weeks she'd made a point of it because it was the coolest part of the day. She would let herself into her office in the Classics building and plunge into her book on the Macedonian conquest of the Persian Empire. It was due to be published in November, and she hoped to present it before then, a keynote speech at Princeton University. It was going to be another searing hot day, and already it was clammy, a film on her skin. She wore a long loose skirt and flat sandals. It was just over an hour's walk from the riverside cottage she shared with her husband, John, just off Fen Road. The rooms small and dusty, the back garden long and semi-wild, leading right down onto the banks of the Cam. Early afternoon, she would walk home again, let Artemis out, and eat lunch at the bottom of the garden, waving away hoverflies and looking at the gnarl of bramble. Artemis was her blonde beagle, named after the goddess of the hunt, but, even though she was a pedigree, at twelve years old, she no longer showed any interest in hunting. She barely opened her eyes if a squirrel came into the garden, and even a rabbit spied on a walk failed to incite any enthusiasm for a chase. Artemis seemed to have decided that she had run after her last rabbit some time ago. Frankie considered that thought probably came to everyone eventually. John was away with work again, three or four countries in a row this time, Malaysia, Singapore, and somewhere else. Frankie couldn't remember the last one. She wasn't inconsiderate, but international travel was a constant thing for John, and after a while she lost track. She was sure he had been due home last night, but he hadn't appeared, and so she expected he was probably in the air just now, sipping a blended malt from a plastic glass while scanning a journal on quantum electronics. John was Professor of Electrical Engineering, his office just a thirty-minute walk from hers. But he was always away doing deals with one foreign university or another, in the Far East or North America. She was used to him being gone. They had been married for fifteen years, and she still loved him, but it was easier to love him while he was away. John hadn't always been faithful. He was older than she was, by eleven years, but his energy was expansive. John, dark-eyed, dark-haired, even in his mid-fifties, burst into any room demanding all attention. He was six foot two, but seemed to take up an even larger metaphysical space. He had absolutely no insecurities. In that sense, he was quite a good advertisement for the potential of positive self-esteem, or the public school system, whichever way you looked at it. Young women seemed to accept that he was as attractive as he proclaimed. He had risen in the ranks academically, professor by the age of forty-two, and now in the university leadership. Unless John returned, she might have a few friends over later to drink sangria as the sun went down. Sangria from the Latin, sanguis, for blood. They could bring their swimsuits and take a dip in the cam. It was delicious to swim in the river at this time of year. She liked to swim out to the deepest point and then slip her swimsuit off underwater. It was uniquely liberating. A group of early rowers passed, and Frankie paused to watch them, 
even though she had seen them many times. This group were all women. There was almost no breeze, and so the cam was grey-brown, ripples catching the new pink light in scales like snakeskin. The boat cut through it, even and straight. The rower's easy rhythm set her up for the day, and Frankie unconsciously found their timing as she continued her walk. She would get her work done, and then sit at the bottom of her garden and call her mother, which she did every Wednesday without fail. Frankie was from Liverpool originally, and her mother, Bridget, still lived in Kirby, Merseyside. She was eighty-three, five foot three, and still went to bingo under her own steam every Tuesday evening. Frankie was one of eight, four sisters, three brothers, and had been her mother's fifth child. When they spoke, Frankie's scouse accent unconsciously came back, thick and guttural, 